This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Torah True, the total Jew. This is our first uh, expedition into our exploration of the Tayyag Mitzvahs, the 613 Mitzvahs of the Torah, according to the Parshias, the, the uh, portions of the Torah. Uh, we're starting with Parshas Kedoshim, and the Mitzvah we're focusing on right now is the Mitzvah of Ve'ahavta L'Recha Kamoicha, which is called the Klal Godel B'Toyra, the great um, general mitzvah of the Torah that uh, has uh, uh, tremendous ramifications for not only the way that we love our fellow Jew, but also the way we love Hashem himself, which is what we're going to get into, uh, and a number of other corollary mitzvahs also in this parsha that affect uh, the way we treat other people. Uh, The major... Uh, qualification of love comes from a I mean, the type of love that we're supposed to strive for uh, in terms of the way the Torah treats the whole subject of love is what is called in, in, uh, in society generally today unconditional love that is um, and Pirkei talks about the idea of, of the love that is not Dependent on any particular condition being present. In other words, we don't uh, love a person just because they're good to us or they're kind to us or we benefit from them or even because of their qualities that we love them because they're so great or they're so wonderful or they're so uh, brilliant or they're so beautiful or whatever it is. That type of love is dependent on a condition. And the problem with that is, of course, when that condition is not there or we don't perceive it to be to be true, then the love of, uh, disappears, and that makes it uh, very uh, shaky. It's, it's not, a, not a permanent thing. It's something that can come and go according to whether these conditions are there or not. Whereas we, we know the love that we're striving, striving for is something much more permanent and much more um, transcendent uh, that's not dependent on particular uh, uh, temporary situations being present doesn't have any conditions okay so the mitzvah itself the, the phrasing wording of the mitzvah so first of all is the question of who is uh, is usually in, translated your fellow man um, and the other question is what does the kamoicha mean so if Kamoich is interpreted to mean, as it's usually translated, love your neighbor as yourself. Kamoich meaning like you. Um, 
the problem is with that that it's very difficult and uh, most of the uh, force the, the commentators have a very difficult time explaining how a person is supposed to love another person as much as they love themselves one thing it's used to learn out uh, from that that we have to love ourselves before we love someone else because if you don't love someone else and you're expected to love them like you then you don't love yourself so how can you love them so that's uh, that's an important observation but um, the question of really loving them as yourself uh, it's it's uh, not something that we can really demand from people as a mitzvah that's uh, a normal thing that you can expect of people to do so there are other ways of interpreting that uh, wording to um, to uh, to mean, and we have to look for clues as to what the Torah really means by using that word kamoicha. So what's interesting is, is that later in this parsha, it uses that word again in terms of love, in the mitzvah of loving a ger, so a convert, which is also uh, in the parshas a year later on in Devorim, also that, that same mitzvah of loving the convert. So what is the reason given, or the, or the, the as we'll say later, the the, um, the etza, the, the um, advice of how to come to that level of loving the convert simply because they're a convert, is because you were a ger, you were also a stranger in Mitzrayim, in, in Egypt, uh, when we were enslaved there. So we had that experience of being, um, of, of being strangers in a foreign land. So therefore, the ger who's coming as a stranger into a foreign people that he didn't originally, you know, wasn't born into, so now he's has that same uh, feeling of, of not belonging or discomfort or whatever, and it's, it's, it's extremely important for us to welcome him and to give him support and to be uh, to sympathize or empathize with his uh, situation because we went through it ourselves. So it's indicating that love, the, 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 the way to, first of all, the reason why, in a sense, we're expected to love that person, and also the way that we can come to love the person is by feeling that empathy, that, that similarity, and it was just because we went through the same thing as, as, as this person did, we should be um, uh, sensitive to that person's uh, um, uh, situation, and even beyond that, to use that as a common bond which allows us to come to an, a level of unconditional love. In other words, why is it unconditional if it seems to be based on this uh, condition of having been a stranger? Because that is now something which is essential to that person's uh, personality or their, their being, which cannot be taken away from them. And it was that, that will never disappear. They always will remain with that experience or they're experiencing that right now. They may become more comfortable, but it's part of the, you know, over time, but it's part of their condition that they are, this is a permanent thing, that they are in the position of being this, this, uh, this outsider. And that's something that affects their essence. It's something that they're 
essentially an outsider that will always have this and we always have to be sensitive to that so in the same way well, how can we say that we should be sensitive to them because we were strangers because the fact that we were strangers in Egypt even though it was so many years ago affects our essence that's an essential thing that's an essential part of our history an essential part of our national experience that remains with us no matter what so we always have that that's part that's become an essential part of us is that experience of being strangers in a foreign country so now we have to we were obligated to use that to actually come to a, a level of loving not just tolerance and not just you know against empathy but actual love for the other person okay so now that's a big clue so because if we're saying now that it has something to do with similarity. It has to do with something about a common bond that goes to the essential mahus, um, the essential uh, being of the person. Then this is already a clue of what the love is based on and how to come to that love in general for everyone. So if we're talking about la echo, so echo is someone who is not just an acquaintance or not just a neighbor, something that happens, someone happens to live in proximity to us. It's a person with whom we share something. So when we talk about loving our fellow Jew, then we're talking about loving that person simply for the fact that they are a Jew like us. Because Kamoicha is just as we are a Jew and they are a Jew. The very fact that we're both Jews now allows us or, or uh, both obligates us and allows us to come to a level of love for that person simply because they're a Jew. And because they're a Jew, not only do we share the same essence, no matter what level on the, on the, on the ladder we are, whether there were one's particularly learned and one's uh, only an Amanoris, one's, one's ignorant, or one's uh, big Balmudis and the other one is not, there are all kinds of differences that we can have and there's all kinds of, of distinctions between where we are, but we are all part of the same thing. So that is the essential, uh, um, going a step further, just as the Tari Mitzvahs are 613 Mitzvahs in the framework of the Torah as a whole, and the Torah as a whole is also looked upon as being a body that the 613 mitzvahs are divided into the positive mitzvahs and the negative mitzvahs, and those are also uh, uh, considered to correspond to parts of the body, to the the, uh, the limbs and the and the. Uh, uh, veins or whatever of the body itself meaning that there's all one body and just as each each of the mitzvahs is a part of that body the 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 the, the Jewish people as a whole is also considered one body and and each member of the Jewish people is also corresponding to a different part of the body meaning that that each part of the body has its own purpose and even though they're different purposes and they're different levels, but they're all part of the wholeness, the shlemus of the body as, as, as a whole. So therefore, because we are all part of one body, we love every other part of the body because we're all part of the same body. And this is reinforced by the fact that the, in, the, in the Pasuk itself, is... Um, refers to the mitzvah of, of the loisasa, the, the uh, negative mitzvahs of not taking revenge, loisikoim, loisikoim, that we're not allowed to take nekoma, to take revenge on someone else. 
uh, or even to remind them of something that uh, that they did uh, against us. Remember, not, we're not we're not allowed excuse me to hold that against them something they did, they did to us previously and then respond to that in, in, in action in some way we have to we have to forgive them right away pretty much just you know just because we're brothers because we're again we're, we have that common bond we're all part of the same body and we love each other so the idea is that it, and, and, and Hazal bring a um, uh, a marshal a, a, a analogy to this a metaphor that just as one part of the, if one part of the body, like say, let's say, accidentally uh, damages another part of the body, let's say the right hand uh, slips and, and cuts the finger of the uh, left hand, so now the left hand is not going to go and hit the right hand to take revenge on it because it's part of the same body. So you're only hurting yourself. If you, if, you, if you damage some part of the body because it damaged a different part of the body, then the whole body suffers. So what do you gain from it? So it's, 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 it's a kind of... But besides that, it it's, doesn't make sense. If, 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 uh, if, if, we're all, if all of our, our body parts, all of our limbs are, are conscious in a certain sense of being part of the same body, they're not going to go around taking revenge on each other. So it's like you know, if a person slaps themselves in the face, it's already kind of funny, you know. It's it's uh, something that you that people might do, you know. Like how could I have done such a thing and then you slap yourself in the face? So it's it's kind of funny, but also if you if you, if you actually hurt yourself, that would really not make sense. It would be it would be uh, really a, a comic uh, type of, of, of thing to do. So at any point, in any, in any respect, this is this idea of because we're we are compared to parts of the same body. We don't take revenge on each other. So that emphasizes once again that our commonality, that which we share in common, that's that our, our common bond and our unity is something that our, that, that our love for each other is based on. Okay, so now we're going to take it a step further and go to a, another interpretation of the idea of and also bring in another part of the Parsha of Kedoshim that indicates how this can be interpreted in, in another sense as well. And that is in the sense of the basis for Ahavas Hashem, so the loving Hashem. And again, because of the idea of the commonality. Um, because the Pasha starts out with the declaration that you should be holy, Kedoshim Ti, because I'm holy, as I, your God, am holy. So what is that saying? That's saying that your holiness is obligatory because I, who am your God, is holy. Therefore, we both have a connection to this concept of Kedusha. There is an aspect of holiness which is common between Hashem and His children, the, the, uh, the, the nation of Israel. So this holiness is a shared aspect, which is very hard to comprehend because the fact is, you know, Hashem is so transcendent and we're so uh, tied to uh, the physical world. How can we possibly share that aspect? But it, the fact is that it's true, that we do. So the and Hashem himself is saying it. So 
the Chazal say that why does it say this or what 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 is what what comes out of this? It's there's an idea of Yuchal Kamoini. So he says it could be that because I am Kodesh, I am holy, and you are holy. That therefore your holiness is like my holiness, or we're, you know, we're like the same thing in terms of we're comparable in terms of, of, of holiness. So he says, no, it's that my holiness is above your holiness. Now, what's interesting is that he's still using the same word holiness. He's still he's not saying it's something else completely. He's just saying that it's it's higher than yours. So you can understand that in the respect that he's the creator and we're the creation. So obviously he's on a totally different level. The uh, they also explain that because he this whole thing is is uh, connected to the idea of the fifty levels, the nun sharibina, the fifty levels of of. Uh, of uh, understanding or holiness in terms of holiness there that the 50th level is a level that only Hashem is on and that the 50th level for us is to realize that we cannot know Him it's because He is so uh, transcendent and so much you know uh, uh, outside of, uh, of uh, any kind of normal existence <laughs> in terms of uh, like, as we understand it uh, as, as creations therefore He's totally uh, on a totally different level that we can't possibly come to the level or even comprehend what that level is. So that's the, that's the 50th level. So that's the idea that he is in other words, as far as you go on the, on the, on the scale of holiness, which is a virtually infinite thing, as high up as you would go, the highest level that you can reach is simply to realize that there, his level is so much higher than ours that we can't possibly get there no matter what. This is a, it's a totally different dimension. It's not something that we can even, even uh, be the same. On the other hand, we aspire to become holy like he is. So he's the inspiration for our striving for level of holiness. That's, that's what we're trying to get to is, is, is a level of godliness, that he is that godliness. He's just saying, you, as hard as you try, you'll never really, you'll never get there. you never get to, to be like me in that sense. But on the other hand, you are like me, and that's why you are, um, you, we have that in common. So that's how it's possible for you to emulate me and then add uh, this this kedusha to uh, who to to you know who you are, so because it it's essential to who you are anyway. So it is that essential sense as we say that we have uh, we we have a chelik alikami mal that this this godliness that we have is something that's a, a, a piece of Hashem so to speak that's within us. So again, we're talking about this common bond. There's something that ties us to Hashem on an essential level that we are connected to Him not just as a creation like everything else. I mean, the, the, the concept of the Tzelem Elohim, the idea that we're created in the image of God, meaning that there is some kind of a concept of a Tzelem, which is, is is something that we share with him on some level. It's, you know, open to a lot of interpretation what that is, but it is, again, something that we share, that he's given us unique to anything, you know, uniquely to any other, anything else in the creation. And the fact of the, the, the concept of Kedusha itself of holiness is, is connected with the idea of uniqueness, of being set apart, that you're not like anything else. Okay, but anyway, this, this being like is, is something here. So now, what is the, the, the we'll go back to this Pasuk of, of, so what's the idea of Reya? Of being a, a neighbor or a, com, a compatriot or some kind of a some kind of a, a comrade or something, so it's very interesting that there's a pasuk that says laman achai 
where Hashem is saying, is calling us his brothers and his reyim, his, his uh, compatriot or whatever. He uses that same word reya to express what we are to him. We are his reya. So, therefore, he's our reya in that sense. So, the haftal the reyechla kamoicha could be saying, love your reya who is Hashem, kamoicha, because you are like him. So because we share, again, a common bond with Hashem, therefore we are obligated, both, again, the same concept of being obligated because of that that commonality, but also it's the way to come to it, because we realize that we are, that our our love for Hashem is not dependent just on Him being good to us and doing everything for us and and being being so dependent on Him. And because of the fact that He he is good, I mean, all these reasons are are reasons to love Him, but that's not the essential way to love Him. The real way to love Him and to come to love Him in a a deeper way and in in an absolutely non... um, in a way that, that, that can't be compromised is the love of of him on the basis of our essence because we are from him and just like we have kibud avo aim is a concept of because you are 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 uh, created by your parents and as you you are have that bond with your parents by you know the flesh and blood so so you're obligated and responsible to to honor them even if uh they don't treat you well it's not dependent on their treating us well in order to and to, 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 to honor them. So it's a very similar thing. It was where we have to love Hashem, we're supposed to love Hashem, no matter how we see Him treating us, because there are times that we've been, you know, could consider that, uh, that we've suffered a lot, so, you know, why should I, why, how, how can I love the, the, the entity, the being that is causing my suffering? Um... You know, especially in times like you know, after the Holocaust, for example, where where people felt that it was like way beyond whatever we might have, you know, whatever Avius might have done, it seems to be like a disproportionate kind of a a, uh, a punishment or or the way we were treated. It becomes a big nesoy in how to to love Hashem. But when we realize that loving Hashem is not dependent on just being grateful to Him and seeing how good He is to us, it's, it's regardless because of that that essential bond, that the existential bond that we have with Him. It's it's uh, you have to love Him regardless of that. So we love Him even though he, we sometimes we don't see His goodness or we don't understand what He's doing. But the love is 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 permanent and unconditional, and uh, we have to love him no matter what. Just as we want him to love us and continue to love us and continue to be connected to us, even though we may treat him badly. So, in the same respect, we have to continue to love him, regardless of how he treats us, because we have that bond, and that bond transcends uh, anything that's uh, uh, that's related to specific behavior or even you know attribute. Okay, so what do, we, what do we learn from this? Now that we're de- defining or, or identifying the love of both our fellow Jew and Hashem himself with the concept of commonality, what, is, uh, what is, stands out, what kind of behavior <clears throat> is, uh, is, is, does this imply in terms of using out that love for something on a, on a daily basis, on a practical basis? So one thing is pretty clear is that if we're talking about an essential common bond, 
that would seem to be the focus that we have to concentrate on. We have to focus on the essence which connect us and unite us and not on the externals that divide us, meaning that if there is all kinds of of, uh, specific um, behaviors or attributes or or, or, uh, occurrences or whatever that would cause us to be critical of another person or even of Hashem in terms of, you know, like why does he treat us like this or something? Instead of, of concentrating on those things that divide us and that make us feel separate and, and like we don't we don't understand each other, focus on the uh, on, on these essential things that do connect us. How, how what we have in common, what we do share, all those all those, all those aspects that we are uh, together with the other person. And when we look at, for example, our bond with Klali of all of the Yidin, when we look at the, our daily avoid, our, our, our service of Hashem as being something that we do as a nation, as, as a, uh, as, as a, a part of, of really of the, of the Bria as a whole of the, of the entire, the entire creation, just like everything serves Hashem, whether it's a, an angel or it's a, uh, or it's a blade of grass or it's a, a, a tree or, or or an animal, everything is ultimately serving Hashem. And they probably, all these other things, because they don't have a Yitzhahara, so they probably feel that, that uh, bond and that unity a lot more than we do. But we are always looking, first of all, at ourselves as being an independent entity, which is kind of an illusion. And we're also um, very often looking critically at other aspects of, of the creation which don't seem to be um, on our level or uh, that, that they, they don't pass muster in our eyes, which is also from basically the Yitzhahara. So we tend to have a harder time seeing that, that communality, and we have to work to, to realize it. But once we do get to the level where we see ourselves as a whole, as, our, our, as, as one whole that is serving Hashem together on whatever level we're on and, 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 and uh, performing the role that we, that we play within that whole, and as each one having his own individual job and his, with his own particular, particular talents and abilities and whatever, each one serving Hashem in his own way, but not as, as an individual, but as a part of the whole, the, the, the prat and the klal. There's a general whole which is uniting everyone together. So when, for example, a person is davening in the morning, if they see themselves not, first of all, the idea of adopting, but Sivir is the idea of adopting as part of a group, not just as an individual. So if we're, we're able to daven with the group, then we see ourselves as, as a part of that group. And that's, it's, the, the experience is of, of a group daven, not just an individual. But if we go beyond that and we see that not only is this one group maybe here, but that's united with all of the other groups, let's say, in our, in our, in our given community, which may be large and have a number of different uh, shuls or whatever, that they're all davening more or less at the same time and they're all, they're all united you know, on that level. But it could be in the same country and, 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 and all all the different communities in the world that at one time or another during the day they're all serving Hashem so they are um, united in this service all at the same time which is a, a, a consciousness which uh, raises our, our uh, level of uh, awareness to a much different level than we would be 
otherwise. And we feel that we, 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 we feel the connection and we feel that we're part of a much larger thing. And then we go even further than that and you realize that, that this is a, something that encompasses the entire creation and all the worlds and all of the, the inhabitants of those worlds and everything. And we're actually leading that, that, uh, that praise of Hashem and, and that service of Hashem uh, through, through the dominating that we're doing then we're unifying ourselves with everything together, with the entire of, entirety of creation, and that causes us to have, through that, that bond of love, that bond that, we're, that, we're, that we share, that avoida, that, that, that uh, tachlis, that, that whole activity and, and essence, with everything else in the creation, and we're all directing that all towards Hashem, and then Hashem himself is participating in that <clears throat> by responding, hearing those prayers and responding to those prayers and, and, and being, being uh, stimulated to, to, to act on the basis of those prayers. Um, and the, the fact that he praises us as well as we praise him, so it's kind of a reciprocal thing in that, in that regard as well. So all of this is, is this monumental, universal, cosmic uh, experience of being together and, and with that tremendously positive and uh, again the, the aspect of love as opposed to just the aspect of fear because there's an aspect of fear which is just the, the, the first of all the lower aspect of fear is you know what are, what he's going to do to us if we don't uh, do these things but but the higher aspect of fear where it's a, just this overwhelming um, uh, awe and and uh, consciousness of the, of the the magnitude and the magnificence of, the, of this whole this whole picture so that brings us to a level of love also which is that we are connected and that we have something to do with him it's not just we're not just you know impartial uh, objective observers we are we're the children you know reaching out to our father we're the 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 subject reaching out to our king that's on the level of love and and not simply on the level of fear alone so the fear is supposed to bring us to that that aspect of love and until it does it's it's a very the the the, the experience itself never really takes off so we have to have both. So there's also an aspect then of if we are concentrating on our unity with other Jews uh, in, the, in the service of Hashem, then rather than just keeping to our own local group or our own you know, uh, uh, particular community <clears throat> that we've you know, either chosen or whatever it is, um, that we should expose ourselves to other Jews of different groups or different uh, uh, approaches, um, assuming that they are legitimate approaches, obviously, and that they're not going to affect us in any negative way. But if they're just other styles, so to speak, or other other uh, uh, aspects, I mean, for example, of course, you know, between Svardim or, or, or Litvish or Hasidish or different groups within Hasidim or groups within Litvish, there's this tendency to fragment ourselves and to just want to associate with the people in our own uh, in, our, in our own specific group, <clears throat> we should be looking at things more universally. I'm not saying that there's uh, it's not an advantage to to having your own community and participating within your own community you feel a closer bond with. Of course, that that's that's a more intensive thing. That's similar to a family. You know, a family simcha, for example. You go to a, to a chasana, you know, a, a wedding in the family itself. You're going to feel a different kind of feeling that you do when you just go to you know to somebody more of an acquaintance uh, because you have that more of a personal bond. But but on the other hand. There's this idea of this awareness and consciousness that we are united with every other Jew, no matter what 
part of this. But you know, they could be Taimani, they could be they could be uh, Sephardi, they could be from India, they could be uh, from anywhere, and we have that same essential bond with them that uh, that demands from us that we reach out to them with a love as opposed to just uh, feeling that uh, you know we, we happen to share, we happen to be called Jews, and it doesn't go any further than that. So the more we're exposed to them and the more we seek a connection with them, the more we're going to have that, we're going to feel that, uh, that love that goes beyond just uh, the, the, uh, the name of being a Jew. Um, and again, this, this is an extremely ex- inspirational approach to everything that we do. Because we're feeling, we're feeling as a part of the whole, and that whole is the essence. It's not just something that uh, we talk about, or that comes and goes, or that uh, has ups and downs, or whatever. It is something that is constant, and something that goes back to the Bria itself, to our very uh, essence, to the way that we relate to everything in life. So... I, um, by, by the way, just, it's, it's, well, just, just to make, um, to mention the idea that um, we say, Mika moicha be'elim Hashem, for example, who is like you among the other gods, so to speak, or those, those other uh, things that pretend to be gods, whatever, other powers. Um, the word kamoicha is used once again because Hashem is not comparable to anything else. There is no, on the level of Avodah for example, any other uh, competing uh, deities or, or competing uh, things that in general compete for uh, our, our loyalty, our dedication, that we should become dedicated to something that, that is either a substitute for God or, or whatever, any, any kind of anything that will qualify as some kind of a, a, a idolatry on some, on some level. They are not like Hashem at all because they, they share nothing with Hashem. They're only imposters. They're only fakes. They're, 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 they're uh, pretending to be something that they're not at all. So there is no, no commonality. There is no, you can't say, you know, Hashem is, is one of the gods, or, or that, that they, they don't even deserve to be called gods at all. If, if, if Hashem is called God, then you can't call anything else a god. So the point is that, that there are only things that people treat as gods, but they really aren't in any essential way gods. So in that sense, there is no other god that has anything in common with Hashem. So this there is nothing like them. But on the other hand, it's it's also said that that same pasuk, is there's this idea of elim is also talking about the strong, which is talking about the Jews themselves. And there is, in a sense, nothing like the Jews either. There is no we're the only chosen people. We're we're the only people that Hashem has this unique relationship with. So there's nothing uh, on our level either. And just and Hashem appreciates the fact that just as we have, have, have emphasized the idea that there is no other uh, deity, no, no, nothing else to serve in, in, in the creation except Hashem. So he has set us apart as a, as a, as a special people, that there's nothing like us in the world either and uh, but 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 because we are we, we have that idea of the common bond within ourselves uh, we have that idea of kamoicha that we have other other Jews that share that same identity so 
we love them, you know, in, with that type of unique love. So in the same sense, we have that kind of bond with Hashem as well, because we have that, that, that certain commonality with the idea of the chilek of the kamimal, that we share something with Hashem in common, and therefore we, we love Him with that very special love.